Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. So, uh, welcome to another episode of Productive Flow. I, uh, been seeing a lot of stuff in the news lately around uh, recession and uh, layoffs. And then I was, I was looking at this article uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, it was a, it was a post, not an article. Sorry. It was a post somebody had put on LinkedIn about um, the mortgage industry and about how only 40 to 43% of the staff in the mortgage industry would be needed to handle the expected um, incoming business forthcoming. They didn't specify a time frame, just kind of in the future based on what rates are and what's going on with the real estate market and you know investments and all of that. And so it was it was really interesting because a lot of people, you know, and I'm <laughs> What I'm going to tell you doesn't apply just to real estate or mortgages. So if you're not in real estate or mortgages, I want you to hang in there with me because I'm, I'm talking about a lot more than just that. But I do want to use that as the example in, in where we're going with this today. Okay. So in the real estate industry, in uh, we all know that there was a, a crash in the market, right? Everybody, even if you're not in real estate, you know about that. And what happened was in 2005, so a lot of people think this happened in like 2008 and it, it didn't, it happened in 2005. So in 2005, what happened was that that summer of 2005, it was very much the real estate industry that we've been seeing, right? So it was, um, you know, you'd see a listing go up and it would say, you know, no offers until this date. And it was like two weeks away. It was like, we're doing an open house, bring all your buyers this time. And you'd get like, you know, a ton of offers on that day. And so um, it, it was a very similar to what we've been seeing here now um, coming out of COVID, right? And so the real estate industry we started to see a slowdown in September of 2005. So coming off that summer, it was like crazy, crazy. And then September, sales started to go down. And, and what we saw was that not as... Uh, so there was always, um, you know, like demand was really, really high. Supply was really, really low. And then what we started to see was a shift in that. So we were starting to see more homes coming on the market. Demand started to slow down. And so time on market, which was kind of, you know, very, very short, all of a sudden was like 30 days. And then it went to 60 days. So this is time on market, meaning the time from a house hitting the market, being an active listing to when it went under contract, right? So we were seeing the time on market start to grow. And... So by uh, December of that year, 2005, so the end of 2005, pretty much any new listing that hit the market in December of 2005 took like a year 
to sell. And I mean, there's exceptions always, you know, if you have a really amazing listing, it would go quickly, but for the most part, they, they weren't, and they were just sitting there sitting on the market. And I especially saw this really affect investors because they were going into new subdivisions, new, new home subdivisions, new construction, and they were buying on the pre pre-sale, like pre-dig in the dirt price, which was like the lowest possible you can get new construction for. And then they had, you know, bought several homes in the subdivision with the idea that they were going to flip them and, and sell a profit, right? It's a good idea. The market is ripe for it. But at this point, they were like sitting and they were all cookie cutter houses. So they were all exactly the same and they were all like builder basic. So like these houses weren't moving. And so it was just across the board. And we saw all the the house prices that had gone up, 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 all of a sudden start to drop, right? And they just, they fell and they fell back down to even below what they were before the prices started to creep up, okay? So here's the thing. What happened was during that time period, real estate agents started to drop out of the industry like crazy. Like they were leaving in droves. I mean, I, there, it could be people who owned their own brokerages even were like shutting down their whole operation, you know, saying goodbye to all their agents and like going and getting like a a job, you know, it was like completely just fallout, huge fallout. And yet there were some agents Okay. And this is true for mortgages as well. Mortgage industry people. There were some that did so well that they like, there was no, no problem for them. Like their business just took off and got amazing. So it was just nuts. And so there were some people that thrived and some people that just ditched. <laughs> like, I can't do this. I'm leaving. And the difference, the difference was who shifted with the market. Okay. So that's what I want to talk to you about today is shifting how you sell so that you can thrive in this market that we're, we're coming up against. Okay. So one of the things that you really need to understand is that there are going to be buyers for whatever product or service you offer. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're real estate mortgage or if you're a coach or if, if you, if you're in an MLM and you know, you sell wine or essential oils or it doesn't matter what you do, right? <laughs> it's like if you have something that you sell, a product or a service, there are always going to be buyers out there. Okay. The key is your perspective your perspective and your mindset around how you're going to do business now, okay? Because your perspective and your mindset are going to shift everything. Now, the biggest thing is that you got to work ahead of the market. So you have to anticipate what's about to happen and shift with it, right? So like you see right now, I'm talking about shifting your sales, I'm, I'm teaching a class on it on Thursday. So when this releases, it'll be Thursday. I'm teaching a class at 11 a.m. So if you just got this email at nine, there's a class in two hours. Come to Productive Flow Meet. You can jump on. <laughs> okay. So, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. Is that you have to shift with the market. So you have to come up with what you think is going to be key 
to your buyers, what's going to be important to your buyers at that time. Put that into place now, like right now, okay? Then the other thing that you need to do is you need to check your fear at the door, okay? Check your fear at the door because fear is not going to take you anywhere. Fear is what made all those people drop and ditch their business, business that they had running for years. They just let go of because they were afraid. They're like, how am I going to make it? There's no buyers. That's a story. That's not a fact. The fact is there were people who thrived in that market shift. There were people who did really well. There were investors that cleaned up. Like it, 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 it happens, right? The difference is the stories they were telling themselves. The difference is their perspective, okay? So now I want to tell you what happened to me during that time period because I was a perfect example of what you don't want to do. Okay. So learn from my mistakes and my failures. I'm putting that out here now. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what happened. So 2005, remember I told you that whole story. Okay. 2005, September, I put my house on the market and it was not the best time to do it, but there wouldn't have been a better time later. Okay. So I put the house in the market, September, 2005, we got it under contract in about 30 days and we sold it and we sold it for 425. Okay. Now we had bought it 18 months prior for 265 to give you an example. And we didn't do any major renovations. There were some hurricanes that came through. So we painted inside and outside. We replaced the, the floors, um, throughout the house, but th- that was it. It wasn't like a big deal. And so um, I want you to understand that it's important to the, the pricing structure of this. So we bought it for 265, 18 months later with relatively nothing but ongoing maintenance, sold it for 425. Okay. In about 30 days, we sold our house because we were going to very likely split up. And so we were making a last ditch effort. We were going to try and go to a different state, move and start over. And we thought that might work for us. It did not. Uh, As you know, I am now married to my second husband. (laughs) So clearly the first one didn't work. But uh, so at any rate, what happened was we, we sold the house. And then because I was in this process of, uh, relationship falling apart and there was all this stress. And then all of my business up to that point, because remember y'all, I've been coaching for 20 years. I was a coach then. And so all of my business started to drop because realtors were, were leaving the business and I hadn't seen anything like that before. So I was like, I didn't know what to tell them. I had no advice. I had no help. And I, I just, I knew that what they were doing wasn't working anymore. And that they needed to shift what they were doing so that it could work. So I was asking, you know, what do you think you should do now? What are your buyers need? What do your sellers need? What could you be teaching them? And they were coming up blank. And because I'd never been in a shifted market, I didn't understand. So I didn't have an answer when they had no answer, right? I do now. (laughs) Just FYI. But I didn't back then because it was my first shift. And so... It was really, really um, difficult because all my business came from one industry. And so when that industry fell out, I had no business and I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. And so 
under going into a space of saying, okay, well, where am I going to earn money now? Because at this point I was a single mom and as a single mom, I didn't, I didn't have any other source of income. I wasn't receiving child support. I wasn't receiving any alimony. I had nothing coming in except for whatever I earned. Okay. So I had to find a new way to earn money. And what happened was it, was actually kind of an accident, to be honest, was uh, I had a couple of agents that I knew that I had known for a really long time um, that had called me in to talk to their teams and and um, help coach them and things like this. And I've always been really good at asking questions and listening. And ultimately, that's what coaching is, right? Is, is asking questions, listening, helping guide somebody to their own answers, not providing answers, which is consulting, right? And so I was I was doing that. And so that worked out really, really well for me. And then because I knew a lot of these vendors and things like that in the industry that were overseas, and I met them from going to the trade shows and doing all the things that I used to do back then. And so they were contacting me saying, hmm, you know, the, the real estate industry, a lot of people are starting to, to leave the industry. A lot of businesses that sold to realtors, they're, they're starting to leave we would love to go out and really hit the uh, the U.S. hard with marketing campaigns and reach out to these these realtors that are there. So they saw this shift as an opportunity. They saw it as a way in. And so they hired me to come in and help them connect with the real estate industry in the U.S., right? And so I was working with different businesses in that way. And so it allowed me the opportunity to use my expertise in a new way. And so I was able to connect with people who did have money, who were willing to sit with the industry the way that it was, and were were willing to, to let me guide them in, in that process. And so it was a beautiful thing because, and I I honestly fell into it. It's not something that I pursued, um, actively or consciously, right. It was something that just, just happened. And so I was very lucky (laughs) and blessed that all of that came into my life. And it gave me so much great experience, not just in, you know, working with, with companies all over the world and, and doing uh, even higher levels of consulting because I was, I was directing corporations in their actions, but I was, I was learning how to take advantage of a market shift, how to take advantage and see the, the, the benefit in people leaving an industry in droves and deciding to, rather than face this new, new wall and say, I have to learn this new thing. They were like, nope, I'm out. Sorry. See ya. Peace. <laughs> like they were gone. Right. And so that, that's the thing. I learned how to overcome a shift. I learned how to, how to create opportunity when other people only saw upcoming failure, right? And so I know that with all this stuff that people are talking about with recession and all this stuff, if you sell, you're probably getting nervous. You're probably getting fearful. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. When I tried to do what I was ordinarily doing. Okay. So before all this cool stuff started to fall in my lap, like just divinely guided into my lap. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to go there. I'm going to believe that. Um, 
And before all that stuff started to happen, I was reaching out to people the same way that I always had because I didn't know how to do things differently, right? I I didn't know. So I thought, well, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, not thinking I would get a different result. I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, less people will, will connect with me, but that's okay because I only need a handful to pay the bills, right? Like I was just thinking, what's my bare minimum that I need to get to get by? And I thought I can, I can handle this. Okay. But what happened was that when when I started reaching out and doing the exact same things, it wasn't working. And so I was hitting like wall after wall after wall of people saying no. And, and I didn't know what to do. And the thing was, is that I started to get really, really scared. And like, I really started to freak out. And that fear of what will happen if I can't pay the bills? What will happen if a client decides not to pay me? What will happen if... A client lets me go because they just can't afford afford it anymore. And then and then I, I don't have enough to pay my bills. What then? Right. So all that fear would build up in me and it would make me want to shut down. It made me want to feel like I can't do this anymore. And this is too hard. And I don't want to fight. Like all those things that the realtors who were leaving the business felt. That's what I was feeling. And here's the other thing, okay, is that when I approached people because I was so scared, so scared, I started going out and like deeply discounting what I did, which actually hurt me more than it helped me. Because what it did is it just made people feel like, oh, well, she's too cheap. She must not be that good, right? And then there was this this feeling of, well, she doesn't value what she's doing. Right. And, and then, then there was this, um, kind of that natural repulsion that happens, you know? So there's this, this deep repulsion that happens, right? When, when we are, when we are in that space of being in fear, right? It's like, you ever get on, like, get on a horse, you ever get on a horse or, or see a dog, a big dog, and you're so nervous. And you know, the animal senses it and they're like, they're nervous too. They're like, you're scared. Why are you scared? I'm going to be scared. Like back off. Don't touch me. (laughs) And it's like that, that fear breeds more fear. Right. Um, So that's what was happening. So when I was reaching out to these people, I was so scared. I was scared that they would say no. I was scared that they would say yes. And then, and then not be able to pay me. Right. So (laughs) it was like, I was kind of like, deer in the headlights, like, uh, don't say no, don't say yes. Uh, what's going to happen? So there's just so much fear built up inside of me that I, I, I was literally like repelling people away from me. <laughs> I had no idea. I really didn't know, but that, but that's what happened. Right. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. And so I had a few people, I think, that maybe took pity on me. I don't know. And... and (laughs) 
were like, yes. And I think it was really just the people who already knew me. So this is one thing that's really, really relevant is that the relationships that you have built through time, they're really important when we go through lean times, right? Those relationships can, can feed you. And so, you know, really doubling down on those relationships that, that you have that you do have in place already, um, really being of service to others and, and really, um, thinking about who your buyers are, what they need, what they want and, and how that shifted and how you can reach them now in, in a way that is a preemptive strike. So before they have real problems, how can you serve them and help prevent them having those problems? Right. So like, like I said at the beginning is like right now I'm teaching this class today. When you guys are watching this, I'm teaching this class on, on basically how to overcome that, how to shift your sales. Right. And I talk about alternative methods to hitting your sales goal in a shifting market. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm teaching that class now we're seeing the market start to shift, but we're not feeling the pain of it yet. Okay. And that's key. We're not feeling the pain of it yet, but we will. And the smart ones are going to start to shift now. Okay. So let me give you another example. And I'm going to use a real estate industry again here. There's two houses that have come up for sale recently. Okay. And within a week of each other, and they're in different areas, but the areas are very comparable, very comparable. And the houses are near identical in the style and the quality and, and the size and all of that. Okay. One is on one acre. Okay. And it's priced at $1.3 million. The other one is on 12 acres and is priced at $575,000. Does that make sense to you? Guess which one is already under contract? The 575, okay? So why do you think that is? Is because when you price real estate in a shifting market, you wanna price ahead of the market, not behind it. And the thing is, is that the realtors that are out there right now that have not been through that shift they don't know how to price real estate for a shifting market. They know how to price real estate based on looking at comps over the last three to six months. But that data is not relevant right now. Not as relevant as understanding where the market is headed, okay? Because if you price below what people are expecting right now, those are the houses that go quickly when the buyers are starting to shrink. Okay. The ones that are priced high, like, Hey, prices are still going up everybody. No, no, they're not. Okay. And those realtors are doing their, their sellers a disservice because, and, and, and also can be doing their buyers a disservice, right? Because that equity is going to fall out fast, fast because the market shifted. So when you're in a shifting market, just to summarize this for you guys, you're in a shifting market. You have to preemptively strike. You have to think, what do my buyers and sellers need now? What do they need in six months? What do they need in a year? That's what I need to provide now. I need to structure it and price it at, in a way that they can afford knowing what they're going to be going through. Okay. That doesn't mean you discount your, your, your higher ticket items. It means that you provide something 
that's in a more affordable budget for them. You help them, you help educate them so that they understand why they need what you do, why they need what you offer, what you sell, right? So it's like, um, oh, there's a company out there that sells masks, okay? Now, obviously, they jumped up in COVID and they probably became a company during COVID, right? And so they sell masks. And somehow I got on their email list. I must have bought a mask from them at some point. I don't know, but I'm on their email list. And so what happened was when we stopped wearing masks, they started sending out like deep discount like 97% off their masks and stuff like this. And then when like that, that new, new uh, variant came out, they started like telling you why you needed a mask. Right. And now they're pushing like all this other stuff that's coming at monkeypox and all this stuff. And they're like, you need a mask, you need a mask. And so they got rid of all their discounts. And now they're like pushing it at, at full price again. Right. This is the same thing. And, and what they're not preemptively striking they're just going and saying, whatever's going on in the news, we're going to utilize that and we're going to tell people why they need our masks, right? And the thing is, is that, yeah, pay attention to what's going on in your industry. Pay attention to, to what's happening, but you need to put the focus on the people who buy from you. What do they need? What do they need to learn? What can you help them with? That's that's where we're going here. Okay. So to use myself as an, as an example, I'm teaching this class on shift your sales. Okay. Shift your sales, alternative methods to hitting your sales goals in a shifting market, teaching that. Okay. Thursday at 11 AM on the July 28th. So if you're watching this past, then I will have it up as a, like a replay thing. Okay. So just know you can, you can do that and go there. Um, I'll make sure that there's a link to that, um, that we put in the show notes. So you'll, you'll be able to access it if you're watching it after, after Thursday. Um, but I want you to also know some of the other things that I've been doing. Okay. So some of the things that I've been doing is I put together a Patreon page. So Patreon was originally put together like for supporting artists and, and people who create, right. So that you can kind of see their works in progress and what they're working on and just help them to develop their following. Right. Well, what I love about Patreon is that any, anybody who's creating any kind of content, um, can utilize this. So even if it's like, let's say you sell essential oils. Okay. You, you're with doTERRA, you're on living or something like that. So if you do something like that, you can still create content around it. And instead of just putting all your content out there for free on social media, direct them to a Patreon page, create some tiered offerings where they get some extra stuff and then price it, price it at something affordable, you know? So you could do something that's just like some tip videos. You could do something, you know, that's maybe, you know, under $10 a month for people. Um, you can do something at a higher price point. Maybe it includes like a little minute, a little, you know, the five milliliter of essential oils, um, you know, something like that, that they get once a month, or you can, um, you know, price something a little higher something a little higher. And so you create this array of offerings where you only need to create really one big thing and then break it down into micro content that then can be accessed based on whatever tier level they sign up for, right? So that's what I did. So I created a Patreon page and I created offers at $7, at $27, at $97, and at $297 per month, 
Okay. And so here's the thing is that when people go to Patreon, it doesn't ask them to sign up and then pay that amount. It asks them to sign up and then ask them to enter what amount to pay. So they can actually offer you more if they wanted to as a means of supporting you and they want to support you. Right. Um, but the minimum is whatever amount that you price your tier at. Okay. But here's the thing is that it allows people to get something that they need from you in a way that they can afford it. Okay. So when, when they're, when like recession is, is going on and, and people are really careful about how they spend their money, that that's going to give them access to you. And it helps you build more income streams in a time when you're going to need that money. Right. And so this is the same thing. It's the same thing. Right. So that's what I'm doing. I'm create, I created a Patreon page. I have these different offers at different price points. I still have my group program with Journey Alchemist Collective and I still do my one-to-one -one coaching. Okay. So like there's all these different ways that people can work with me now that I didn't used to have. Right. I didn't used to have all that. I had a one-to-one -one and I had a group and then I had, that was it. And before that, I only had one-to-one. -one. Now I have all these different offerings. So as we shift into a different market, I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for that. And my income will go up instead of going down. Does that make sense? So, and this is what I saw with people in the in the market shift before, is they they look at maybe do they, do they need to change who they're offering their stuff to, right? Maybe you need to shift your business in a new way so that you're offering something to a different type of, of buyer, right? So my person hasn't shifted at all. I, I work with entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> so um, that hasn't shifted. But something that I am putting a little more focus on right now, just like I did the last time on accident, but doing it purposefully and consciously now is approaching the people that have corporations, the people who have lots of salespeople that they're like, yeah, my salespeople, they've taken all this training and all this stuff. They know how to close a deal. They know how to, you know, use their scripts and all of that, but their mindset's not right this time. Their mindset's not right. And so maybe they need that help with their mindset, right? Maybe they need that help in shifting that perspective. Maybe they, maybe they need to look at things in an alternative way. Maybe they need to do alternative things to help them get past that fear and out there and doing the things that they need to do to, to, to sell to our buyers, right? To reach more buyers. And so that's the stuff that I teach, right? That's the stuff that I teach. And so those are things that now I'm like, okay, now I have an offering for that. Then go right into that 297 tier for group program. That's perfect, right? And depending on how many people they have, if they want to create a private group, hey, I'm up for that. Right. So these are things that I'm doing to shift my sales. Okay. So just so you know, we'll talk, we'll touch on that stuff a little bit in the class, but most of what we're going to be doing is actually creating a plan and like doing a visualization and stuff like that. So that you're, you're actually know what you're going to be doing to shift your sales to, to take yourself in that positive direction and, and being able to make that preemptive strike in your industry, in your business, so that you're prepared for a market shift, right? And so that you're prepared to do the things that you need to do to continue to earn money and move past the fear that can shut you down and make you feel like all I'm doing is repelling people right now. And, and, and telling yourself the false story that there are no buyers out there. 
that nobody can afford you. That nobody wants to spend money to do what you're doing. Okay. Or to buy whatever it is that you sell. So those are false stories. Okay. And that's what we're here. That's what we're here to fix, right? Fear is false evidence appearing real. That's what we're here to fix. We're here to overcome the fear so that we can move forward, shift your sales process, shift your mindset around sales and be able to approach a shifting market in a really positive way so that you can be one of those people that thrives in your industry and not one of those ones that drops out in ditches. Okay. So I hope this helped you. And uh, if you're checking this out right at the beginning, when we, when we post it, Join us for that class um, at 11 a.m. Shift your sales and we'll be jumping on to Productive Flow Meet. So just go to ProductiveFlowMeet.com. It'll put you right into the Zoom room with me and um, we'll be there. But I've got it posted on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like that now. Um, and then if you're listening to this after the fact, we will have that replay up and I'll be sure that that link goes into the show notes for you guys. Okay. So um, just know that, that that's coming and I look forward to helping you guys out. All right. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.